Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. What a weird, wacky, some would say even wild, goddamn game. I just uh, crazy missed calls, uh, weird, controversial decisions, uh, odd bounces everywhere. Carter Hart lets up a couple leaky ones. Uh, never really gets comfortable, but at least rebounds enough to. Uh, to, you know, give his team a shot, um, hat trick for, for JVR. I mean, goddamn, what a freaking ridiculous game that was. Uh, I just, uh, hey, at least they're interesting. At least they're keeping it interesting. Uh, like Sam Carcitti tweeted out that the Flyers deny the rumor of Wayne Simmons to Edmonton for, uh, for Puglia Yarvey and Cam Talbot. So that's cool, I guess. Uh, Simmons has maybe his strongest game of the year tonight, two goals, and looked like he could move around a little. Looks like he's starting to get healthy, as we talked about on BSH Radio just last week. Uh, we had a Nolan Patrick sighting tonight, fam. What do you have, three points, a couple of goals? Oh, my God, is Nolan Patrick coming around? And that's kind of what my takeaway from the game was, is while the goaltending wasn't, spectacular it was at least good enough especially in the second half of the game to keep them in it and uh we kind of got a look at what we thought this team could be uh, at the beginning of the year because I was talking to some people earlier today just about how our expectations changed so dramatically from the beginning of this season and what we thought this team could be uh and all of a sudden Oh, wow. Yeah, this this Giroux-JVR connecting line looks like it can do some things. Uh, Couturier's line is Couturier's line. And boom, all of a sudden, Nolan Patrick at 3C looks like what we thought we would get out of him at 2C. And this Scott Gordon plan to maybe bring, uh, maybe bring Nolan Patrick along, uh, maybe it's working a little. Uh, the power play, at least they got one tonight, right? You know, that's something. Uh, I was interested to see what they would do with the uh, – with the five forward unit and they're in a position, I think they said it on Philly sports talk, or maybe it was pregame today, but basically when your power play is at 12% and you're in last place or whatever they're in at this point, um, you can try anything and it's, it's worth a look. Uh, and here they are giving it a try and that worked out. So I hope they keep it interesting. You know, as much as I say I'm just in it, honestly, now for the draft pick, they've thrown away this season uh, to the point, to such an extent, that a run would honestly just piss me off at this point because it's like I knew you were good enough to win more games than you were winning, but at a certain point that doesn't matter how good you think you are anymore. Um, That's not what I want to see. But as Charlie pointed out on BSH Radio just last week, the one, while it would just piss me off because I have my heart set on Capo Caco, um, the one thing I'll say is that if they do start playing better, it's probably because 
things like Nolan Patrick and JVR and maybe some of the struggling defensemen, maybe Wayne Simmons, maybe all these guys start playing closer to what we thought, uh, you know, closer to the level we thought they'd be before the season began and before this whole slide really, really started to get ugly. Um, and that would be an encouraging thing if all of a sudden it does look like Nolan Patrick can uh, contribute in this league. And I've never questioned his long-term potential. I've always thought he'd be a player. Uh, but when his career starts, when he's through two and a half, or when he's through one and a half seasons and a full year's worth of games, basically, he's given them nothing in, it's um, it, it's definitely cause for concern, or at least, oof, was this a miss? Um, but, hey, man, hopefully this is – this is something that gets going with him. And that's really my takeaway from the game is tonight was a look at, you know, what we thought maybe this team could be. And uh, while I believe that, and I don't know if this is going to be sustained because they haven't really sustained their effort level. They haven't really sustained uh, their anything all season after one or two good showings, then, you know, they come out and just don't score against the backup or something. Not expecting this to last. However, it's just, I, it's it's nice to see for one night, but you do have to mention the Wild are not playing well right now. Bruce Boudreaux just said they had the worst effort of their season, the worst effort since he's been their coach the other night uh, where they got owned by Detroit. So it's not like the Wild are great, but as I've said over and over, the Flyers aren't great, so you take what you can get. Um, let's just get to your stuff tonight because those are all my takeaways from this game basically. I know everyone expected multi-goal games from Simmer and Nolan. It honestly, the way this go, the way this game as a whole went, it just makes sense because this was a crazy ass game. Is Gudis really on the block? I would have to, uh, I would have to say everyone's on the block at this point. I don't think Claude Giroux or Carter Harder on the block, but outside of that, you got to take the call. Patrick with some serious skills. That's what we need to see out of Patrick. And it's not just the goals, not just the plays he made tonight, but little things like that puck battle. Um, the puck battle he won to, to start the play that ended in a Simmons breakaway. Like, that's what we need out of him. The power move he made down low didn't result in a goal or anything, I think, after it they broke out. But I just want him size and, size and puck skill. That's what he supposedly has. That's what we need to see him doing. Winning with his size, uh, winning battles with his size, and turning those wins into skilled plays. That's what we need to see out of Nolan Patrick. That's what I started to see tonight. If nothing else, if nothing else goes right for the rest of this year, they really need to get Nolan Patrick right because that's a number two overall pick that fell in your damn lap, and the kid just has to be a player. That's it's really It sets the clock back a lot if he's not even close to what they thought he'd be. We're going to make the playoffs now, right? Jesus, I hope not. Yuri is the secret weapon. He's got that. Uh, he's got that secret stuff that uh, MJ handed out in, in Space Jam. Uh, is that you, Bill? Yeah, guys, I've shaved. Uh, tried to trim my stash over the weekend, and it uh, went poorly. Just, I just couldn't get it even. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm like, it's just like on one side, and go. I just had to take it all down and put my hair up because I haven't washed it today. No more talk about my about my facial features. Seven goals when Taryn McDonald are in. I think uh, I think not given the C. Yeah, 
Yeah, a run would be bad for this team long term. Yeah, and but as this next as the next person in, in line here, hey Bill, how nice was it to see Patrick playing aggressive on both sides of the ice? That's if the run is fueled by that kind of thing, it will piss me off, but uh, I'll deal with it because they need so many like as much as I want new guys, I, I free agent signings, some uh, the core to be messed with a little, shaken up somewhat. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be here, and I need them to be better. That's just, you know. A two-goal game is to help Simmons trade appeal to other teams, right? And I think it's more than just the goals. Uh, like, winning that race out to center, getting that loose puck, finishing. Like, uh, just looking like Wayne Simmons, looking like a not-hurt guy. looking like a, a Not looking like a guy who's 30 and breaking down. That's... um. If you can just point at Simmons and go, the decline is mostly on the fact that he had surgery similar to Ghosts and uh, Jeruz a couple of years ago, and this is around the time um, they started to come out of the funks they were in. You just go, okay, so he's got some of that mobility. He's not just a power play net front guy. Maybe uh, another team, if he's healthy, can get him back on that PK because he was pretty good at it a few years ago. Uh, if he's just a useful guy, you know, it's it just has to raise his value, and goals always help, obviously. You see the production, you look at the box score, you see the stat line and go, okay, we can pencil X into our lineup, and that's good. Um, yeah, I think tonight's game at least helps his value in the short term. Of course, he could come out and look like shit next game, and we're all back in the – and back in the uh, – in the, oh, my God, man, he's really lost it. But on that train again. But right now, I think Wayne Train might be coming out of it. That's um, another thing they did mention during the broadcast. This is uh, the Minnesota Wild are the oldest team in the league, so maybe everyone looking like they had a little bit of energy, a little bit, uh, little bit more jump comparatively – could be a little bit of, uh, you know, the Wild are not good and their average age, the oldest team in the league. Looks like we found the seven points that the Eagles left on the field. Yeah. Nolan Patrick certainly doesn't look like he lacks confidence after trying a shot like that. And that's something we uh, that Charlie also brought up on uh, on BSH Radio was that when he's talked to Nolan, even when things aren't going well, the kid has come off as a confident young man. I know in his uh, in a lot of his interviews and stuff, a lot of times when you see him on camera, he's kind of soft-spoken and doesn't give off the – he doesn't have a superstar's mentality, certainly, uh, even by hockey standards. But when he's just talked to him about his game and who he is as a player, he's he's uh, always seemed confident to Charlie. And we see it tonight. And, you know, as much as we want to talk about, oh, that, that through-the-legs move is a – you know, it's, it's not just a flashy play. It's changing the angle and all that stuff. And it is. It very much is. But when they ask him about it between periods and he goes, yeah, it's just something, you know, I work on when I'm goofing around. Like, that's kind of uh, good. That's 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 what I want to hear is he's out there still confident to try stuff like that, even when it's been you know, 25 games since his last goal. JVR hat trick, though. JVR is basically his, uh, I think, Kurt from BSH tweeted out after tonight. He's uh, basically at his goals per game average uh, 
um, that he had for his career in Toronto and his points per game average is at like 0.7 for the season. And during his time in Toronto is at like 0.71. So this is what, this is what guys like him are. They get their numbers. And if you get them out there with a competent center, like Drew is, especially against a team in a, a team in Minnesota, again, not that great. Um, they can they can have games like this, and it's good to see. I want JVR to produce because that's what he's here to do. JVR is here to do one thing: and it's put points in the uh, is put points up in his stat line. That's what he does: score goals. Uh, someone else does a lot of the other stuff for him, but goals are good, and he's here to score goals. And he got three tonight. See how much they missed that blow cane? I guess they needed it, man. I noticed Nolan skating picking up a couple of games ago. Development isn't linear. I've been sticking with that about some guys when we talk about all these young guys, and Nolan Patrick is example number one. Just Some guys just take longer. It's not an escalator. It's not a smooth ride. There are bumps along the way. There's ups, there's downs. Um you just need the kid to turn out. Some guys take longer. That said, he's in the NHL lineup and needs to do more. That's all there is to it. He needs to have games like this. He needs to be a nightly contributor. He needs to make plays even when things aren't going smoothly for him, and he really hasn't done that. Um, again, I, I, I don't think he's going to be a bust overall. I've never said that. Uh, but when he's in the NHL lineup, you expect him to do things, and he really hasn't for most of the season. I'm very much hoping uh, that this is the beginning of a, a a long stretch of solid play from uh, from from Nolan. So does this mean they're going to score only goals for the rest of the month? They're going to score only goals for I don't know what that means. How long do you think Gordon stays interim? Probably for the rest of the season. I can't imagine they make a coaching change at any point before the end of the season. And I really can't imagine a situation where he's named the full-time coach beyond this year just because knowing how this organization wants to operate, that's just not going to fly. Um, I just don't see that happening. But I think he's doing, uh, I think he's doing well in certain regards. That timeout tonight was definitely timely. Um, he's doing a decent job. Um, I think they needed to make a change at head coach and they did. That's basically, you know, they needed to probably make one before. Uh, but Hey, what are you going to do? Uh, he's, he's had his moments where he looks like a competent NHL head coach and he's, you know, this team just isn't very good at this point. So it's, it's hard to judge what he is, but I think his career record is that it says that, you know, he's average. Hey Bill, do we see Phil Myers? Uh, do we see Phil Myers up and in after the All Star break? I certainly hope so. I really want to see a lot of guys. I think they're going to have to just move some bodies. I think Jordan Wheel was the first chip to fall, and I just hope they start moving some veterans. Anyone with any value who's in a spot where um, and, and value doesn't have to mean oh that's valuable. Like it just has to be a sixth round pick like Jordan Wheel. Um, just hoping. Just hoping we start to see some movement here because, man, there's very little point to a lot of these guys being in the lineup. 
But we really need the losses. Zach, I'm with you, but they're going to come. They're going to lose a lot of games, man. Like, I don't think it's – I don't think this is going to be a run. That's the – if they play well for a week, I just don't think this team has a stretch of solid play in them. If they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Um, I just don't see it, though. I don't see any Quenville posts anymore. Yeah, I just think – it's kind of common knowledge he isn't coaching this year, because why would he? Patrick and Lawton showing strength and hands tonight. Confidence factor. Yeah, I hope it's just at the point where they go, just stop thinking and go out and start making plays, because clearly the thinking is hurting the club. Uh, and Lawton's had a decent enough year and all. I'm not bagging on Lawton, certainly. Uh, but just if if there is something in your head, if there's something holding you back, whatever the issue is, honestly, it doesn't matter. Ain't nobody watching. Did you see the building tonight? <laughs> Nobody's watching anyway. Just go out and do shit. You know, just be the player you think you are because what's the difference? Doing the other thing wasn't working, clearly. I think Haig is underrated. I think Haig is properly rated. He's just a guy. He's just a third-pair defenseman. I, you know, he is what he is. What is Konechny's ceiling, 75, 80 points or what? I think he's uh, – like the second half of last year, he was scoring on a pace with – at 5-on-5 five five because he didn't play on the you know the top power play unit and all those other guys do play on their top power play units. But at 5-on-5, five five, he was scoring on a pace um, comparable to all the MVP candidates last year, uh, you know. McKinnon, Giroux, Hall, all those cats. And uh, I, I think he has first-line potential, but a lot, on a good team, I think he's a really, really nice secondary uh, secondary player, a nice, a really good, uh, you know, right wing too. Um, a lot of his decision-making to me, I think he has all the skill. I think a lot of his, de- his decision-making is questionable, just his overall sense um, you know, that, that hockey IQ, but I think it's just his decision-making at times is really questionable. And, um, I don't know if he, I don't know if I want him out against other top lines all the time. If I'm a, like in a playoff series. Now that said, like, that doesn't mean I'm demoting him to the third line. Like, uh, like Hackstall did last year and just kind of limiting. I want him out there on, you know, my second line, creating a ton of offense kind of in that, uh, in that Voracek role, that's what I would. That's where I see him potentially. So anywhere from yeah, anywhere from fifty-five to seventy points, I think, is what he'll probably kind of be at. Uh, I don't get putting Latera, who sat the last fourteen out. Immediately following Minnesota's fourth goal, could have went so wrong. Uh, he made that, just had that little bit of extra jump. <clears throat> Feels good for Nolan. It certainly does. I was hoping he'd be out there to get that third goal with the net empty. Uh, Gordon went with a more veteran lineup to close the game at forward, and that's totally fine. JVR deserved it as well. He played a very strong game. 
but I just want to keep pushing Nolan's confidence. That's what they need. That's what they need to get out of Nolan Patrick. Um, tell you, had a weird game. Giroux just had a, a choppy game, I thought. Like, I wouldn't call it sloppy, but it was up and down, just weird. This was one of the weirdest games, man. Like, everyone was kind of choppy. It was weird. Uh, I just... You know, but this is what they need. It can't just be the Claude Giroux show. That it's not going to work. It's been very clear that this can't be a one line. This can't be a one guy pushing one line team. This is what they were supposed to look like. Um, I, this is kind of this is what I thought the formula to win games was going to be, especially considering starting the year with a bunch of hurt goalies and uh, you know Toronto's fourth stringer. Um, I, I thought that's how they were going to win. Six four games, stuff like that. Was a great game to remind us all painfully of what we expected the season to look like. Absolutely. And if it's a one off, it's a one off. Nice fun night, yeah. You, know? you you went down you went down there, you probably got some good seats for cheap. Uh saw some goals, saw some good stuff happen. I'm always happy for the people who actually do pay the money to uh, to go and watch this freaking team, this frustrating goddamn team, uh, actually get their money's worth. And seven goals on the board, uh, two each from, from JVR and Patrick. We get the JV, uh, or from Simmons and Patrick, we get the hat trick for JVR. Like, just a fun night. Some hits, some crazy calls, some, some stuff to make you go ooh and ah. What, what, what's not to love? Would have loved, though, Carter Hart coming down and fighting uh, Devin Dubnik. That's that's the one thing missing from this game. Uh, when Dubnik came out of his net, to, was it Lawton? I think he punched. Um, I'd like to see Carter Hart come down, maybe, maybe put the guy in the sharpshooter over that one. Oscar, I think you're, people are talking about Oscar Lindblom. Oscar works, though. I love his hustle. Um... Yeah, that's, I think, when we've talked in the past about what I believe him to be, I think it's, like, a really, really good third-line player. I think he'll have runs like he had in, uh, on the, when they went on that uh, trip out west and him and Patrick and, and Jake were flying all around, scoring the goals, looked like the Flyers really had a second line, but it just kind of lasted for that road trip, and that was it. Um, I think he's going to have runs like that, and he'll have some, some decent, some decent, end-of-year numbers because of it when he hits his prime. Uh, but do I expect him to be, like, a consistent top-six scorer? I don't. Um, I, 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 like, I, I hate for people to think I'm, like, bashing him or somehow taking away from what he could be by saying I think he's going to be a really good third-liner, but you need a really good third-line to win. Like, think about Phil Kessel and the Penguins and how that whole thing worked, that HBK line on that uh, – on that um, – on that cup run. Like, I think that's the kind of thing you need on your, and I'm not comparing him to Phil Kessel. Obviously that team is just stacked with talent. I'm just saying, if you have a guy who can contribute at a pretty high level for third line, that's where you, that's where you win your matchups. So say the first lines cancel each other out. The second lines go back and forth. Winning the third line battle is how you win a game, especially in the playoffs, especially in a best of seven series where if it goes five, six, seven games, it comes down to a couple of goals. Jordan Wheel was the problem. Who knows? Who knows? Now I'm. Uh, I, I tweeted this out, but it was a uh, you know right when it happened. I'm, I'm a Jordan Wheel fan. I hope the guy gets a fresh start. 
Um, hope he has a solid second half of the year, goes out, and uh, ends up in a role that I think he could contribute. If he's in a lineup consistently playing as a fourth line, a modern fourth line role, um, as an offensive contributor, just, a, you know, not a guy you count on to play 15 minutes a night, um, maybe on a power play too, something like that. I think he could etch out a, a nice career for himself in this league, uh, but he's got to do it and he's got to stay consistent. Um, I, I, I always say on a good team, I love Jordan Wheel as a fourth line. Flyers have too many pieces that just don't fit. And, uh, yeah, I, I wish the guy well. Uh, good, good luck to Jordan, to Jordan Wheel. Um, I, I just, it clearly just wasn't going to work here. That's that's what it came down to. Just too much, too much inconsistency um, from him. Too much inconsistency, and it seemed the way the coaching staff viewed him. Um, I think you'd need a progressive coach to say, yes, we count on him as a fourth liner. Uh, but Jesus, how like <laughs> this league? Uh, but yeah, I think. Um, I think he can etch out a, a role for himself. I don't obviously think it's going to be in a top six anywhere, but I think he could be a modern fourth-line contributor. Where is Weiss? He sat for Laterra tonight, I believe. Coatsy said Patrick's non-production is a byproduct of the entire team playing badly this season and not necessarily on him specifically, and I have to agree I agree to some extent, but you got to go out and you got to go out and make stuff happen. That's kind of like, yes, the team is for long portions of this season has been a piece of uh, just a piece of shit. Um, but uh, that doesn't excuse Patrick going 25 games in between goals. Like that's just, come on, man. Uh, come on. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I think if the team was better and overall more confident, uh, if the defense was moving the puck up and all that stuff, uh, doing what they were supposed to do, the goalie. But at the end of the day, the center's supposed to make his line mates better, and that's not what he was doing for a lot of this season. So I can see that argument, and there's probably something to it, but there's more than that. Wheel is the Flyers' version of Bobby Abreu. I, I, Jordan Wheel didn't have anything comparable to Bobby Abreu's numbers. Do you want Simmons gone? He played well tonight, but overall he hasn't played well this season. We all love him, but I think we let him go. Yeah, I just think I don't want to be the team. I, I don't even care that much about – I mean, because of the circumstance, obviously – you should get something for Wayne Simmons. He's very, he's been a very good player in his career. Uh, you know, he's got the reputation as a great locker room guy, leader, all the intangible stuff that hockey people love. Um, and also he's been a, a 30 goal scorer and a good contributor, helps a power play. Uh, everything we love about Wayne Simmons. We can go on and on about what we love about Wayne Simmons. More than anything, I don't want to be the team that pays him long-term. Uh, I just... Man, I just see that contract being an issue, and I, we just got out of cap hell. We see how it can hold – one or two really bad ones can hold you back, and I don't want to be in that position. I want to pay the young guys who produce. I want to be able to go out and get free agents when they're necessary. I want to be able to make uh, deadline trades that improve the team heading into a cup run uh, when this team is ready to do that. And just one bad contract, a couple of bad contracts can really screw up that situation. 
I don't want to be the team that pays Wayne Simmons. Um, Love the guy. Hope he gets paid by any of the other 30 teams in the league. Dude, if anyone ever deserved to get paid for what they did, it's freaking Wayne Simmons. Um, But I don't want to be the one that does it. This is probably ob- this is probably obvious, but do you think Gudis on the trade block means we're looking at a call up soon? I think, yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of chips are going to start to fall, and we'll see maybe who they view as uh, more NHL ready soon. I think they have to start making call ups regardless because there's just so many guys. While and like again, Jordan Wheel is a dude I'm a fan. Of. Jordan Wheel, I got Jordan Wheel in my brain. Uh, Radko Gudis is a dude I'm a fan of. Uh, in perfect situation, he's on my third pair and things are good. But I, he's a he's a guy who probably has some value in this league. Uh, solid right-handed defenseman, physical force, everything. Again, we know the positives of a Radko Gudis, but that's this team just this team's not competing for anything. So, got to do what you got to do. Haig is someone she really would love. Adam Larson-like. I, you know, I've been thinking similar things. Hey, Bill, does Fletcher move Simmer well before the deadline or hold out until the 11th hour at the trade deadline? What do you think comes back in a deal for Simmer? There's a lot. I mean, the the floating of, of Puglia Yarvi and Talbot, kind of something like I expected a um, – underperforming but still highly regarded prospect, I guess, and a goalie to kind of steady the ship. I'm not crazy about Talbot. Personally, if that was the return, I'd be looking to flip Talbot. Uh, And in that case, you'd probably want to make the trade soon, as was rumored today. The Flyers have shot that down, as I said earlier. Uh, Carcini tweeted it out, said there's no truth to the rumor that that trade was going down. And Simmons being in the lineup tonight kind of shows that, I guess, at least it's not close to happening yet, uh, if at all. so we'll see. I'm not sure because I don't really know what I don't really know what Fletcher's looking for yet. Like, is it purely futures? Is he looking for stuff that's going to help this team down the line? And how far down the line is he looking? There's there's a lot we're going to figure out about what Chuck Fletcher thinks this team is uh, as some pieces start to fall. Obviously, we had the Jordan Wheel move, but. It's Jordan Wheel. He's not a, he's not an everyday player for this team. They got a sixth because I guess they just want to open up a roster spot. Whatever. Um, I, I think as some of the bigger pieces start to fall, we'll get a better picture of what Fletcher's view, real view, because he'll come out and say, "Oh, I think this team's great." Blah blah blah. Because that's what you say about your team. Oh, we should be in the playoffs. This and that has held us back. Injuries, goaltending, whatever you want to blame. But when you see what he starts to ask for and receive as a return, we'll get a better picture, I think, of what he views this team's uh, like immediate future, the next two years or so holds. Um, you know, and then as we go into free agency, obviously, when the season ends, we'll get an even better picture. <laughs> Connectney is a bust. Trade his ass. Yeah, let's send him away like Justin Williams and Patrick Sharp. Fuck him. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Supposing Gudis gets traded, who fills his role? I assume it would be a call-up. I mean, like, his role would probably be filled internally. They'd bump somebody else up uh, who's already here and give them more minutes, and then 
whoever that is, Haig or whatever, um, you know, a call-up then replaces that guy. Not reading that. Uh, bring in tapes. Sure. Yeah. Bill, do you think the 5-4 power play is a sign Gordon has lost confidence in the D-men on the power play? Uh, I think it's a sign that nothing was going well, so let's try some shit. Uh, Ghost has really struggled to get pucks through. They tried that. Um, they tried the one set up with Voracek at the top, and... Um, and ghost down on the sideboards. I thought that move was to maybe uh, to maybe like reduce the distance between ghost and the net, so he could maybe build his confidence and his shot back up. But it just—I didn't think there was enough of an effort to get him the puck over on that side. Uh, trying to—I re- didn't think there was enough of an effort to try and get the puck over to ghost when they put him on that on those right wing uh, half boards. Um, I, I just kind of seemed like, I don't know, it wasn't a, a power play. They, they just weren't utilizing that role. And then at that point, if you already have a forward at the top, well, what's the difference? Let's just throw another forward out there. I just think it's a weird, shitty year for a lot of guys. Um, I believe in Ghost's true talent. I don't believe he's like a um, an untouchable in anyone's eyes. I think he could very well be traded. I wouldn't love it. Um, the return would obviously dictate my reaction to it. Uh, but I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think anyone's untouchable. I think Claude Giroux and Carter Hart are the only guys I can say with complete confidence won't be going anywhere. Everyone else, I, I, I got nothing, but um, just in terms of the five forward power play, I, I, I just, when your power play is operating at 12% and you're in last place or whatever place in the standings during at this point, um, try shit. Why not? If not now, when do you try stuff? Winning is better than losing. I, too, I'm going to like that because that's one of my favorite... That's one of my favorite lines in Bull Durham. Fucking love winning, man. It's like better than losing. Bob McKenzie laying into slamming Sammy is a. Uh, oh, okay. Is uh is McKenzie saying shit about um Carcini turning or uh, shutting down those rumors or saying that the Flyers said there's no truth to them? Because I think it was on TSN, and they took the story down. I didn't see it. I missed it entirely. But then all of a sudden, you know, the Beats are tweeting about it. Provy had a nice, solid night. Can't recall seeing him fumble the puck or make a bad decision tonight. Great step in the right direction for him. Uh, I thought he did make some plays tonight. Uh, I thought maybe he had one pass that was a little off the mark, but uh, overall, no, yeah, I, I think he um, he had the one stretch pass that was good. Uh, I, I thought he had some nice defensive plays. I liked uh, Provorov's game tonight, and I would love to see that dude come around. That's as Like I keep saying, as much as I don't want to see them make a run because they've already thrown away half the season, 
to the point that I don't believe they can make the playoffs or uh, be a threat to win a round or anything. So you might as well just cash in on the on a higher draft pick. Um, them turning it around somewhat would probably mean that a lot of the guys that have been really bad for the first half of this season, excuse me, a lot of the guys that have been really bad for the first half of this season uh, got it going a little, and they're guys who are probably going to be here. So we need them to be good, and we need them to progress. Uh, you know, it gets into a thing of we need them to be better from the start and be good all year. Uh, you know, you have a slump for a week or two, shit happens, but this uh, only playing half the season stuff for a lot of these guys is not going to cut it. AMAC for Sagan. Get it done, Chucky. Anything else is failure? Anything else is failure, Chaz? The new power play looked good, but will they sustain it? I, that's I, we'll, that we'll see that to come. Um, again, it's not like it's not like they're out there uh, against Tampa Bay or anything tonight. This was Minnesota is not that great of a team. Um, they were one for five. They made some nice plays. Uh, let's see if I. More than anything, I wanted to encourage creativity, and I wanted to encourage them to try different things because I think down the line, having different, just having different ideas and having tried things and knowing, you know, oh, this worked before, let's try a variation of this. Like, all that stuff I think will pay off down the line, even if not this season, and if it's even if it's not sticking with a five-forward power play uh, for an extended period of time, because I doubt they will. Um I just think the more the more experimental you get now, the better off everyone will be just in terms of having different looks, having different ideas, having different uh, options in your back pocket and thinking differently about different things. Putting Giroux on the other side just gives everyone a different look. I just think it'll encourage creativity and be um, be a positive down the line, more so even than just fix a shitty power play right now. Having Voracek at the point makes me nervous. He does tend to miss passes. Listen, I get it, but they give up a shit ton of shorthanded goals anyway. So what's the difference? I, you know, what's the difference? Also, season doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> like, the, the season now is an evaluation. That's all I'm doing. I, I really, you know, it's fun when they score seven and win. I'm cool with it. Uh, but, I, you know, they give up some shorthanded goals at this point. It's more reps for Carter Hart. That's, that's all I'm looking at. When will we bring up Frost? Well, he's not eligible to be brought up. He could very well make the team next year. Uh, I'd be surprised by it, but I mean, you know, it could be, could be any day. After, of course, his junior season ends, um, I don't see him making the team out of camp unless he. I, I hate the idea that you have to bulk up, you have to put on all this weight. Like Johnny Hockey's tearing up the league at 165 pounds. Granted, the kid, you know, was freaking amazing. But it's not, you know, it's it's not. There's there, there are very few Christarians running around out there anymore. Uh, there's there's more room for guys like him. I would love to see him do it. I'm just not confident he'll make this team out of camp next year. That would be a surprise, a surprise to me. 
love Wayne, but I'd hate to see a Lucic scenario. Sucks because he's going to be a bargain and a real fl- and you know and a real flyer. Uh, I don't think he uh, because he's been a bargain and a real flyer. I see what you're saying, Alan. Yeah, that's how everyone feels. I was talking to someone from Boston uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. And they're just asking, like, oh, a lot of people here are interested in Wayne Simmons. What are the pluses and minuses of, uh, of trading for him and, of course, extending him? And I said, you've seen the pluses and minuses. It's a lot like the Milan Lucic situation. You love what the guy brings to your team, but question for how long he'll be able to do it. And if you get locked into that deal, this is the NHL. These are guaranteed contracts. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt because you pay for production and a guy who scores a bunch of goals is going to get a big deal. If he's not scoring a bunch of goals in a few years, what's he bringing you? Why bring in another goalie? They have their goalie. They need, I mean, one goalie can't play every game. Uh, I want to see Hart take as many uh, take as many reps as possible, but they don't they don't have two goalies. Like you want Michael Neuvert playing, you want Brian Elliott playing. Like all these guys are just bums, um, and I think they need a tandem for next year. I just don't like any goalie. I don't. If I had Braden Holtby, I wouldn't want him playing sixty five games. I think you need to rest guys. I think you need them fresh for the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> so I would especially a young guy like him, you can see Hart is going to have his ups and downs, like we were saying with everyone else. His progression isn't linear, and one night he's going to look like the second coming, and other nights he's not going to be able to track the puck, like uh, the Carolina game on New Year's Eve, was that one? Um, New Year's Day? New Year's Eve. I think it was New Year's Eve. Uh, Yeah, Nashville's New Year's Day. So New Year's Eve uh, tonight, I mean, he wasn't very good tonight. He never got comfortable. I'd say he played better as the game went on. Uh, They showed him, you know, doing the water bottle thing and how he refocuses. And I think he did a good job of that. But I thought he fought the puck all night. Uh, And that's just going to happen. And I want him taking his bumps and bruises now so he can hit the ground running. But I'm not comfortable with any goalie being tasked with 65 games a year. I just think that's how you get hurt. That's how you end up playing a backup in the playoffs. Um uh, it's, I'm not talking 50-50 split, but I, I want to conserve my goalie for, for playoff runs. That's I just think that's the way to go about it. Please bring up Phil Myers. I think it, it can't be much longer. Hey, Bill, do you think we could get much for Folin or just free up a spot? Get much, what's your idea of much? If they get anything at all for Christian Folan, that's good. He's uh, a rental who has no future with this team. He's a seventh defenseman on on a team that doesn't have a very good defense. Uh, I think he's an effective enough third-pair defenseman. I think he's probably better than Andrew McDonald. I don't mind the guy. Uh, I think you get a mid-round draft pick for him, right-handed defenseman who can play some minutes. I, team looking to add depth. I think you could talk them into Christian Folan, but, like, getting much for them I, I no but I would love to free up a spot I would love to free up every veteran who's not going to be here I want to free up every spot um and give every young guy a chance because we need to find out about them we need them to start going now because if the you know as we've said non-linear progression of 
guys like Patrick, even TK, Oscar Lindblom, Ghost, Proverov. If this has shown us anything, it's that we're going to have peaks and valleys with these guys. So, like, let's get it going now. Let's start the timeline so in a year or two, they're veterans. Simmons to the Blues for Petrangelo, add other pieces to get the deal done. Yeah, sure, why not? Done. Uh, Bill, what will be the most emotional departure for departure for you? Simmons getting traded or Foles getting traded? Ah, you know, can't get too attached to these guys, fam. That's sports. A blind team can be better than 12% of the Pico power play. Yeah, and that's something I think that's kind of – I do believe that they've been a little more aggressive and they changed up some coverages and stuff in the defensive zone. But uh, I do think there's a big part of no one's this bad on the penalty kill, and that's kind of what's happening there. And regardless of what they did on the power play, they'd probably start scoring at least a few more goals because no one's 12.5 or whatever. Like, no one's that bad. The worst – NHL.com doesn't track. Like, they don't have power play stats – that go back a hundred years or whatever, but like 9.5 is the worst ever, you know, like there's no way they're anyone's 12.5. Note to self, the beats are tweeting is not a bad punk album name. I don't disagree. All right. Uh, more good news. Blues beat the Caps. So our win doesn't hurt us in the race to the bottom. There we go. Um, and well, the um, what was the trade? I can't even remember. But there's a trade that they might end up like if they end up outside the top ten. It was our trade with them was a top ten protected, and I think they made another one uh, that was if they're gonna just raise themselves to like the eleventh or twelfth pick and miss another first round pick, that would be damn hilarious. Mike McKenna is the captain of the tank. I honestly just forgot who Mike McKenna was until you said something about him. Yeah, simmer for Johnny Hockey. That'll happen. They just asked Hart if he considered running Dubnik. He said he's 6'2", and Dubnik's 6'6", and 12, 13 years older. Hart already get his ass kicked. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, you never know, though. Carter Hart trained in the dungeon. So, kid scrappy, Western Canadian kid. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. See you two days from now when we got shut out by a rookie. Yeah, Zach. All right, we're 40, 48 minutes, so I guess we'll wrap this one up. Uh, Zach, you just made me realize that it's been a little bit, uh, yeah, I had the weekend off and I, I, I thought I was going to be out of game shape, but I think I, I think I got going quickly in this one. Uh, laptop wasn't really responding, but I think it got going. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's cold in here for me too, laptop. Like, I'm sorry, there are no heating vents in this room and I have it tented in. So even the heat from the other room 
that blows into my room doesn't get in here. But we got through it. We we pushed through. You know, we're veterans. We got to keep going. Uh, got into the flow of the post game quickly. Uh, people are thrown off a little, I think, by my bare face and having my hair up. But uh, we all got through it together, and that's what matters. So. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll be recording Ice Sport Radio tomorrow. So if you've been like, hey, where the hell has Ice Sport been? Where it's me and Charlie and Kelly and Steph. Kelly is in Paris right now, so she will not be joining us. But it'll be the other three of us. And uh, we're finally back after all the holidays and this craziest flyer schedule with all the back-to-backs and Monday games I've been throwing off our BSH schedule. We will be back tomorrow night uh, and... Ice Sport Radio will be up on our podcast feed at some point, uh, and then I'll be back for post game, I guess, Wednesday, because that's when they're playing again, and then we will record BSH Radio on Thursday, and then we're recording it early. It's at like 5.15, so we'll be right here on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook, uh, and then, of course, it'll be on our podcast feed after that, which you can subscribe to. Just search Broad Street Hockey anywhere that you get your podcasts. I use iTunes personally. A lot of people using that Spotify thing. Here it's cool. Um, use that. I think we're on radio.com. We're all over the damn place. So, um, yeah, that's it. Let's, uh, let's get it going. Give us those good reviews. That's it for me. Thank you for joining me. Have a great week, everybody. Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. Make sure you are subscribed to The Good Fight podcast feed.